0: Hello, and welcome to Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. Today, we continue in our series called The Life You Were Meant to Live. In this series, Pastor Rick looks into the Bible to help you discover the life God planned for you, the life you were meant to live. In just a few moments, we're going to tell you about a life-changing tool that will show you how to re-energize your spiritual life in ways you may have never dreamed possible. To find out more, go to PastorRick.com right now while you listen to today's broadcast. Or just text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. Right now, here's Pastor Rick Warren with part one of a message called, Getting Ready to Be Used by God.
1: Now, God has never created anything without a purpose. And the fact that you're alive means that he made you for his purpose. And the greatest thrill and the greatest adventure in life is actually being used of God to fulfill the purpose for which you were created. If you've ever felt the feeling of being used by God, you know that absolutely nothing else in the universe feels like that. The thrill of saying, this is what I was made to do. This is what I'm wired to do. And you feel God's presence and you feel his glory and you feel his smile in your life. The neat thing about when God uses you for his purposes is that he blesses you at the same time. But God only uses you if you're usable. God only uses you if you're willing to be used. God only uses you if you are prepared to be used. As your pastor, I wanna help you experience the life you were meant to live. And this weekend, I want us to look at the idea of how do you get ready to be used by God? How do you get prepared to be used by God? Because in the Bible, anytime God wanted to use somebody, He had them get ready first. He had them prepare first. A good example of this is Joshua leading the children of Israel into the promised land. Moses had died. The Bible tells us in Joshua chapter 1 verse 2, Moses, my servant, is dead, and now you and all these people get ready. There's that phrase, get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give them. For 400 years, God had been promising, this is gonna be really cool, you're gonna love this. It's a promised land, it's everything you've ever wanted. And now they're just ready to go in. He says, you gotta get ready, you've got to prepare. Now this theme of being prepared so God can use you, so God can bless you, is all through the Bible. Jesus tells a number of stories about it. One of them is in Luke chapter 12, where he talks about the importance of being ready for when he comes back. And in verse 35 of Luke 12, he says this. Be dressed for service and well prepared. Okay, be dressed for service and well prepared. As though you were waiting for your master to return from a wedding feast. Then you will be ready to open the door and let him in the moment he arrives and knocks. When opportunity knocks is one thing, but when God knocks, that's an even better thing. You'll be ready to open the door and let him in the moment he arrives and knocks. There will be special favor for those who are ready and waiting for his return. Now in this passage, he says three things. Be dressed for service, be well prepared, and be ready. He just says it three different ways. How do I do that? How do I get ready for the blessing of God in my life? How do I get ready to be all that I was meant to be? How do I get ready to experience the power of God and be used by God in ways I've never imagined before. You do five things. I want us to look at them this weekend. If you're taking notes, number one, the way I prepare for the life I was meant to live, number one, the Bible teaches I must purify my heart. Now it always starts with the hearts because it always is about motivation. If my motivation is wrong, everything else is going to be wrong in my life. And the first thing God wants me to do is to purify my heart. What does that mean? It means I take out the garbage, the emotional garbage, the relational garbage, the sin. uh, I deal with the past errors, the faults, the failures, the mistakes in my life. St. Augustine once said, the confession of bad works is the beginning of good works. And so whenever God wants to use somebody in an amazing way, he starts by having them settle the accounts of yesterday, clear it all up, shut the door on the past, make sure your accounts are up to date with God. Let's look at some verses. Job chapter 11, verse 13 says this. If you would only prepare your heart and lift up your hands to him in prayer, get rid of your sins, And leave all your iniquity behind you. So he says, if you'll prepare your hearts and you get rid of your sins, you confess it all, and you leave all the iniquity behind, he says, then, here's the promise, your face will brighten in innocence, you will be strong, you will be free of fear, you will forget your misery, and it'll all be gone like water under the bridge. I like all of that. He says, you can start over with a clear conscience, a clean slate, you're free of fear, you're free of misery, you're, you're strong, your face is brightened, it's all water under the bridge, it's all behind you. And it starts, he says, by preparing your hearts and by cleansing yourself of sin. Joshua chapter three, verse five, gives the specific things they were to do before they would going to the promised land. Joshua told the people, purify yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do great wonders among you. Now circle that phrase, great wonders. He says God's gonna do some really neat things in your life. God's gonna do some great wonders. But he says first, you have to purify your heart. You have to purify yourself. When I read that verse, I wonder what great wonders I've missed in life because it was junk in my heart. I often wonder what wonders I've missed. I wonder what wonders you've missed, the opportunities, the blessings that you could have had, but you didn't have a pure heart at that moment, so you missed it. He says, purify your heart so God can do great wonders among you. Now, how do you do that? How do you purify your heart? You do it by confession. What is confession? Confession simply means admitting to God, you're right, and I was wrong. The word confession in the Bible, in the Greek, is the word homologeo. Homo meaning same, we get homogenized milk, it means same, homo means same. Logeo means to speak, a logo, a logos is word. To speak the same, to confess my sins, just means God, you're right, it was wrong. That, time, that, that, that pride I just had, that was pride. That jealousy I had, that was jealousy. That impatience with my wife or uh, that anger with my kids or that lie I just told or whatever just happened, you're right, that was wrong. I speak the same about it to God. I confess it to God. And what happens when I do that? 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins to God, he will keep his promise and he will do right. He will forgive us our sins and purify us from all our wrongdoing. It's that simple? Yep, it's that simple. All I have to do is admit it, to own up to it, it was wrong, and I, it, it, I'm sorry, it was wrong. And God says, then my part is to forgive you and to purify you from all wrongdoing. That's the starting point. Until you get a purified heart, God cannot use you. God can use all kinds of vessels. He uses big vessels, little vessels, ornate vessels, plain vessels, small vessels. He uses broken vessels. The only thing God will not use is a dirty vessel. And so the starting point, if you want God's blessing in your life, and if you want to be used for the purpose you were created, you gotta purify your heart. And how do I do that? I confess to God the sin in my life. I don't let it pile up. If I let garbage pile up in the kitchen for a day or two, it's not that big a deal. I let it pile up for a week, it starts stinking. If I let it pile up for longer than a week, the whole house starts reeking, and it starts attracting all kinds of vermin who want to get into that rotting, dirty uh, garbage. Now, the rest of your life, you're going to keep sinning. You're not going to live a perfect life. You're going to sin. So what do you need to do? You need to keep short accounts of God. You don't go days without confessing it. You don't do a week, you don't let it pile up for months because when you do, it just starts stinking. And the key to to being used of God is not to be perfect, but to keep short accounts with God. And as quickly as it comes to your mind, you go, you're right God, that was wrong, I'm sorry. I ask for your forgiveness. And so what you do is you do, and I do this on a regular basis, I do a personal inventory of my life. I sit down and I do a little soul searching. And I say, okay God, what's between me and you? Is there something that I've hurt other people that I feel guilty about? Is there ways that other people have hurt me and I'm holding on to a grudge and resentment? What am I worried about? What am I afraid of? What am I insecure about? Where am I, uh, where am I being dishonest? I'm looking at all these different areas of my life. I hold a personal inventory, and you need to do this. You need to purify your heart so God can use you. Second Timothy two twenty one says this: If you keep yourself pure, you will be a utensil that God can use for His purpose. Your life will be clean. Not perfect, clean, your life will be clean and you will be ready, that's what we're talking about, getting ready to be used by God. You will be ready for the master to use you for every good work. So here's my question for you. What's piled up in your life that you need to get rid of? What do you need to do business with, with God? What you need to do this week, if you're serious, about God's blessing in your life is you need to get off by yourself for an hour or so and be quiet and alone with God and you sit down and you say, okay, God, what's between me and you? And whatever he brings to mind, you write it down, you confess it, you tear up the paper, you can burn it if you want to. I've done that sometimes. You throw it in the trash, whatever, put it through your shredder. But the thing is you get it off your chest, you admit it and you get forgiven and you get cleansed. Nothing is gonna happen in your life until you do that. You purify your heart. And you say, God, what do you need to do in my life? Now once you've purified your heart, you move to the second thing, and that's your body. And number two, in order to be ready to be used by God, I must purify my heart and I must sanctify my body. Now let me explain what that means. Sanctify my body. The word sanctify is just a fancy word that means to dedicate for a purpose. That's all it means. Sanctify means to dedicate something for a special purpose. When we did the series on the tabernacle and Kay taught us that there were certain utensils in the tabernacle that were dedicated for specific purposes and they were only used for that, those items were sanctified. You can sanctify anything. You can sanctify your marriage. God, we dedicate this marriage to you. You can sanctify your job. God, I dedicate my job to you. You can sanctify your car. God, I give you my car. It is to be used by you any way you want to for for good. You can sanctify your house. God, I give you my house. I dedicate this house to you. So it can be a person, it can be a relationship, it can be an item, it can be a utensil, Anytime you dedicate something for God's purpose, that becomes sanctified. That's all it means, dedicated for the master's use. Now the Bible says that after I purify my heart, now God says I want you to sanctify your body. That means dedicate my physical body to God's purpose for the life I was meant to live. Let me show you some verses, Romans six thirteen. Do not let any part of your body become a tool of wickedness to be used for sinning. Instead, give yourselves completely to God since you've been given new life. And use your whole body, circle that, your whole body, use your whole body as a tool, that means eyes, ear, nose, mouth, every part of my body as a whole body, as a tool to do what is right for the glory of God. Now, why this emphasis on the physical? I mean, I understand God saying, I want your heart to be clean. I can get that. But why does he say, I want your body, your physical body to be dedicated to me? I'll tell you why. Because you can't do anything on this earth without your body. Anywhere you're going to serve God, your body goes with you. I don't know if you've noticed this or not. But you cannot be where your body isn't. Sometimes people say, oh, I can't be with you tonight, but I'll be with you there in spirit. You know what that means? Nothing. It means nothing. You can't be in spirit with somebody. You can only be where your body is. And as long as you are alive on this planet Earth, you will only be where your body is. That's why Jesus said, it's good for me to go away because I'm going to send the Holy Spirit back. Why? Because when Jesus was here in the flesh, he could only be in one place at one time. Now he could put his spirit in all of us and be all around the world at once. So he's saying, I want you to dedicate your body to me because you take your body everywhere you go to serve God.
0: This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. We are so happy you've chosen to study along with us today. If you'd like to receive Rick's free daily devotional, go to PastorRick.com and sign up right now. You'll get hope and encouragement from Pastor Rick delivered to your inbox every day. Rick will be back to close out our time today. But first, if you're not feeding and exercising your spirit, you're going to feel run down and tired. You've got to do more than just take care of your body. You've got to energize your spirit. And the best way to do this is with God's Word. Here's Rick to tell you about a very special Bible study resource that will help you engage with God's Word and re-energize your life so you can live the life God meant for you to live.
1: It doesn't matter how much you work out or how healthy you eat. If you're not feeding and exercising your spirit, you're going to feel run down and tired. You're going to run out of gas. Maybe you've been feeling that way lately. Often it's not what you eat, it's what's eating you. And the truth is, you've got to do more than just take care of your body. You've got to energize your spirit. Now, the best way to do that is to get into God's Word. It's the soul food. It's the spiritual food for your soul. And that's why I put together a new interactive guide called re Your Life. This resource will help you learn everything you need to know to re-energize your life the way God intended And so what it does is just step by step, you begin a journey of personal renewal, and it's a hands-on guide, very practical, to take you at your own pace. You don't have to rush this, okay? This is not a book or a journal that you go through fast. In fact, I encourage you to stop and spend time in each section where you need the most encouragement. You'll not only benefit from the biblical wisdom that's included, but you're going to learn how to apply it to your life in practical ways. Now, let me just Mention a couple of things that you're going to discover in re energizing your life. You're going to learn the steps to how to let Jesus lighten your load. Does that sound good? You need your load lightened? Well, we talk about it in re energizing your life. You're going to learn the three biblical steps for managing stress the way Jesus did. You're going to learn five ways to build margin into your life very important principle. And even the principle of the Sabbath is a, is a margin principle. You're going to learn how to determine what matters most. A lot of the confusion and fatigue comes in your life is because we give major attention to minor things. Not everything in your life matters. Not everything has to get done. We can help you learn to clarify what the difference between what's urgent and what's important. There's a whole lot more that I don't have time to get into, but the pages of Reenergize Your Life journal are packed with full-color devotionals and Bible verses and teaching that's going to dramatically impact your spiritual life, not just today, but forever. So don't miss out. I hope you'll get this
0: resource that we want to provide to you through Daily Hope. We'll send you Re-Energize Your Life today when you give a gift to help Daily Hope take the hope of Jesus to people everywhere. Go to PastorRick.com right now to get this great resource. That's PastorRick.com or you can text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. That's the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. Thanks so much for your support. Be sure to join us next time as we look into God's word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support.